All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. In this episode, we're talking about our time actually spent at Gen Con. If you're going to be a Gen Con, which you all want to be, obviously, you're going to need to have your badge. There's a reason that people harp on this, because a lot of us have at some point forgotten our badge for at least as long as it takes to start driving or start commuting to the airport or whatever it is you do. You need the badge. Please either do will call, the line's not that bad, or have an incredibly organized person who wants to remember this for you. But don't, don't forget the badge. Don't leave it at home. And when you're at the convention with it, don't leave it in your room either. Make sure you bring it with you. Even if you're in the same hotel, an elevator ride up 17 stories is not exactly a fun way to... Especially when the elevators are almost always going to be overflowing and sometimes there are lines. So if you forget your badge, there's a number of just terrible things that can happen. So first off, you can't get into the dealer hall. In order to walk through the doors at the dealer hall, you need to flash your badge to somebody and they'll sort of signal you through that front door. No badge, no dealer hall, no dealer hall, no cool stuff to bring home. Yeah, for real. And and same thing at the auction too in the consignment store. And one other huge issue, e-ticketing is becoming more of a thing every year at this point. The badge design this year has actually been changed a little specifically to solve the fact that e-ticketing was kind of obnoxious last year. I saw this in person. It was like the GM would try to scan everyone's badges at the table. The first three would go great and somehow the last two people's badges he could never get them to scan. So did he ever get credit for those players? Who knows? They redesigned the badges though and you need the badge and they need to scan it bring your badge the past couple years it's been increasing and hopefully the app will be a little bit less buggy as somebody who's had to scan people in with (laughs) like a a qr code reader yeah in addition to getting into the dealer hall getting into the auction getting into your events badge checks also occur in common areas you may be sitting in the open gaming area at the gw marriott or somewhere else and someone may come by if it's a convention space and they may ask you to do a badge check you're supposed to pull up your badge show people and you may get uh, you may get asked to leave the area if you don't have your badge with you or if your badge is not for the appropriate day that uh, you're supposed to be there. I probably was one of those people that would have been like, they don't really check. You don't need it unless you're in the convention center. It's not a big deal. And then there was the year literally in the middle of a game, you know, 11, 15, 11, 30, and our game master is describing the scene and the game we're playing. And then suddenly a guy appears at our table and he's like, where's your badge to the game master? Game master's like, uh... Uh, Evansville? <laughs> he had left it at home that morning. And he's like, okay, go get it. He's like, are you kidding? No, you can't be here without a badge. All of his players, as he was escorted out, are like, um, any other table want to take us? And amazingly, someone else was playing the same game, and they just literally took all of our characters <laughs> through them into their game. So that is what can happen well, if then, you don't bring your badge. I more recently have seen somebody be asked to leave because they only had a Sunday badge, and it was, I think, 11.30 at night on <laughs> Saturday. So they were asked to leave one of the gaming rooms for a half an hour. Can you just hit hit T and wait like an hour, and then automatically the guard forgets about you? It's fine. 
So lastly, and we don't want to scare people, but this is a concern that may be heightened due to the fact that there's a rumor of a sellout for the four-day and the Saturday badges. Mm. If you leave your badge at home and you cannot go get your badge, you may be asked to buy a new badge because you may have, air quotes, forgotten your badge and given it to a friend, and now you're trying to get two badges for the price of one. Understandably, Gen Con is asking you to purchase a brand new badge. I'm not sure what they're going to do with your ticket. That may be easier to test on because Mm -hmm. there's a finite number of individuals who access a game. That's true. If it sells out... Yeah. And this happens to you, I don't know if you can buy a new badge unless you can prove somehow that you actually left your badge somewhere. And I can imagine a situation you're sitting in South Carolina, your, your spouse is in South Carolina, FaceTiming with you to prove that there is a badge that's uh, uh, you know attached to you and it's physically in South Carolina and not somewhere else in the convention center. Of course, the first day formally is Thursday. Thursday is when it really starts. And the first real thing that happens, 10 a.m., is the running of the nerds, where thousands of people cram together to excitedly try to get into the exhibit hall the absolute second it opens and to buy Lorcana. Oh, I mean, that's this year, but, you know, to buy something or just to be in there as soon as possible and experience it. And it's it's pretty glorious, really. Corax, have you done the running of the nerds beforehand? I'd say I go probably half the time. The auction volunteer meeting is always right before the running of the nerds, and we're usually done in time. And unless I get sucked in to do the family board games auctioneering, yeah, I always go. And my favorite memory, honestly, of it, 2007, Gary Gygax actually opened the hall by rolling, you know, the comically oversized D20. Let's just assume we got a 20. That seems reasonable. They always have a little bit of, like, Sturm und Drang and ceremony and letting you know, Gen Con's really starting! Woohoo! It's it's pretty great, yeah. I have not done the running of the nerds before, and I'm a person who is often already running an event for one to two hours by the time the running of the nerd occurs. So I do take a little bit of issue at you suggesting that the convention hasn't doesn't start until 10 a.m., <laughs> well, although yeah. this is the big thing. Yeah. I think it was 2018 that I had an event, or my events were in the rooms right by the dealer hall. So on Thursday, I had to bob and weave and do gymnastics around nerds who were... Mm side-eyeing me thinking that I'm trying to cut in line and I'm just like I'm just trying to get to that room I got six people waiting to play a game of D&D and they don't go anywhere without me (laughs) please let me move yeah I can imagine them just not believing anything you would have to say but clearly you made it or maybe you didn't You've done this before. Why should somebody do the running of the nerds? You're going to want to go into the exhibit hall at some point, unless you're one of those people who loves to state that they sometimes don't go to the exhibit hall. So you might as well go in when it opens and be part of the big crowd, unless you don't like crowds, fair enough, because it's an experience. It's kind of like being at a sporting event. Like, everyone is so excited. You can feel the enthusiasm for the event. You know, once those doors open, it's it's beautiful, and I do highly recommend everyone check it out at least once to see if that's your thing. Running the nerds has occurred. You've you've either stampeded in with the rest of the mass of humanity, or you've waited the ten minutes and walked in at a leisurely pace. 
what are some dealer hall tips that some of our listeners may not know that they need to know? What I would definitely say, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it keeps coming up on the social medias, is that there is a map for a reason. And there's a reason people are both excited about the hall map and continually asking, when is the interactive exhibit hall map going to be ready? Which presumably in a couple weeks of the time recording. At the time of recording, it is 31 days to Gen Con, so Woo! if it's not available in a couple of weeks... Yeah, I think, um, I think it's, it's supposed to be mid-July, but, you know, it, it'll be ready. There are, I don't know, nearly a thousand vendors or something like that? Like, if you want to have any chance of knowing where you're going without just wandering aimlessly, yeah, you're going to want to look at the map to at least get some bearing for uh, your plan. So, yeah, the map is there for a reason. For me, this is just a good recommendation for all of Gen Con, but especially the dealer hall, bring a water bottle. Mm. Uh, I cannot understate how massive it is to try to get from one end to the other end of the dealer hall and you're going to be looking at things you, you potentially are going to take a while i think i i zoom through the dealer hall on saturday and it takes me about two hours to go from end to end yeah. that's buying nothing that is just looking at stuff and deciding my purchases you want to bring a water bottle so you can stay hydrated you know, it's funny. I That's pretty much what I say, too, well, both the water bottle and that it takes about two hours if you're not doing anything. And some people say that that's totally wrong, and it's like four hours if you're not doing anything. It's like, you know what? Yeah, it depends. Your mobility and what you're actually looking at. I will say, especially if you start with the running of the nerds, or probably any time, but I would say the pro move is you go as quickly as possible to the far side of the exhibit hall, and then you walk the opposite way. Because you would think this is a popular tip, but I do it every time I'm in the running of the nerds, and you encounter, you know, 95% of everyone walking against you. It's much easier when they see you coming to get out of your way than if you're trying to constantly walk around uh, infinite hordes of people going much slower than you. So yeah, try to walk against against the crowd and start at the opposite end if you want to, you know, really move. Piggybacking off of the interactive map, if you got game designers that you like, you stand a pretty good shot of actually getting to meet people. I remember first year I went to Gen Con, I met Jeff Grubb mm. randomly at a booth. Yeah. Last year I met Ken Height at the Pelgrane Press booth. Like, if you're going to buy their stuff, bring a Sharpie because you might get them mm. to sign something. Seriously. I myself am a game designer of some repute i've heard 2021 i was hanging out around the booth of a company who just released a uh, a hardback core rule book that i had helped work on and someone stuck a book in my face and handed me a sharpie and asked me to sign oh it. my goodness <laughs> it's like you did it well nothing triggers my imposter syndrome <laughs> like pretending like i'm a, a someone thinking i'm a big deal mm. Both triggering of the imposter syndrome and kind of <laughs> kind of cool when people recognize you for doing the cool thing you did and wanting your signature and something. So if you're a person who likes signatures, bring a Sharpie. You might get somebody to to uh, sign a book for you. That's Yeah, that's awesome. And absolutely a fact. I've definitely done that myself. I still somewhere have my Larry Elmore signed copy of the TSR Wizard Game for Children. I don't even remember what it's called. Fantasy Forest, I think. <laughs>
interestingly, even though this is kind of the opposite of my advice as to how to, to do the exhibit hall as well as possible, don't be afraid to admit defeat and leave, uh, you know, assuming you'll come back again later, because it could take all day. It could take more than all day. And, you know, you don't want to carry your heavy stuff for eight hours walking the length of whatever it is, four football fields or whatever the thing people keep saying is. So don't be afraid to rest. Go back to your room. Take a sec. You know, it's still going to be there till Sunday at four. I have a similar recommendation. My play is that I walk their whole dealer hall once, and I don't buy anything, and I just make notes of the booths that I'm interested in. Mm. I may grab, like, a business card from somebody saying, hey, uh, you know, just want to make sure I can come find you again later. Can I get a, you know, can I get a business card? And oftentimes they'll hand you a small piece of cardboard that you can find them with again. Once I go through from row 1 to row 32, I will step away, and I will go grab a meal. And then I will return back to the dealer hall, having thought about the things that I want to buy, and I will, in fact, make the purchases that I want to. It limits the amount of impulse purchases that I make that I may later regret. Fair. So those are our tips for getting around the dealer hall. Let us know what you think. Otherwise, next episode, we are going to talk about food and drink around Gen Con. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything, from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.